www.gamelifebalanceus.com.us.awesome.stabo. I'm Haley from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Hello, all you lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 56 of Game Life Balance Australia. I'm your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined, as always, by the face that launched a thousand ships, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. Yeah, look, I don't know what they were using my face for. Oars. <laughs> That's probably... I was going to say they just had my face on the sails. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah. like literally, my just my face. That's, my giant face, that's what launched the ships. That's pretty intimidating. If I was a Trojan and I saw that coming, I'd be like, right, that's it, I'm out. Sorry, yeah. Helen, you're on your own. Yeah, not only that, though, it's me winking. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, g'day, g'day, you naughty Trojans. It just adds that element of disturbingness to it. It's like a little, little threatening in a weird way. Wait till you see what my Trojan horse looks like. Oh, dear. It's winking at both ends, baby. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, I'm... you'll find out in your house tonight. Oh, God. I'm going to change my locks. <laughs> yes, episode 56 of Game Life Balance Australia. Speaking of the back end, mm. uh, today we're actually going to be doing something I don't think we've ever done on the show before. What, comedy? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you got me. You got me. Shut down the show. That's probably the best joke we're ever going to make. <laughs> That's it. It's over. It's over. Yeah. Cancel Game Life Balance Australia. And US as well. We'll cancel them. <laughs> yeah, screw those guys. If we can't do it, no one can. And also, the back end, because mm-hmm. we are going to be talking about the Wii today. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, uh, Wii Sports. And I still giggle a little bit every time someone says Wii, because yeah. it's funny. It's, it's, it is funny. Definitely. <laughs> it was so funny when it first came out. It's still funny today. It is pretty funny, because we're very immature. Yeah, but I mean, come on, we. Yeah, I, they must have known. I think they just. I think they just thought. I can only imagine from what I've read that they just thought, oh, it means we, like us, like the plural. It means we're bringing people together and stuff like that. And like no one, no one at the board meeting was like like willing to pipe up and go. It means urine. <laughs> I guess that's the thing, because like they would have all have been Japanese people in the room. Like you know, yeah. Reggie Fizume, whatever his name is. Um, Nintendo's CEO, America, yeah. N- Nintendo America CEO. Yeah, he probably knew. He he knew, but he's biting his tongue. <laughs> he probably went. This is way too deep into development yeah. for me to say anything now. Iwata comes out to applause. The boardroom meeting just applauds. You know, yeah. and he stands up proudly, folds his arms. There's a a big, uh, you know, like a like a mm, easel or something behind him. Yep. You know, with with uh, diagrams and things. There's a sheet over it. He whips the sheet off the off the easel, and there's just the word "we" written there. <laughs> Everyone applauds wildly. Reggie is just biting his tongue like, <laughs> don't say anything. Don't say anything. It's just like stifling a laugh. He probably knew it would sell consoles. 
I mean, it would get the word out there. Definitely. People were talking about it. So. I, I like to think that they actually got the idea from like one of those urinating statues. Which <laughs> is <laughs> someone, someone walked past Nintendo HQ. Mm-hmm. They just have one of these things out the front. Mm-hmm. It's just Mario. It's just Mario peeing into a giant pool. Probably champagne knowing Mario. Yeah. Just walk past and go, oh my God, I've got the most brilliant idea ever. <laughs> but then they cancelled the first urination game. Yeah, the fools. <laughs> the fools. So oh. we are, yeah, we are going to be talking about Wii Sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first Wii game we have covered, I do believe. I think that's right. I think, I think even on um, the original run, we didn't cover any Wii games. Yeah. And I think there's like thousands of Wii and WiiWare games. We can't, if you include WiiWare, yeah, there's, there's endless. Yeah, endless. Yeah. A shovel, shovelware, <laughs> high quality stuff. Oh god, it's so terrible. But <laughs> uh, the other thing that's the reason this has been in the zeitgeist a little bit lately is because the Wii is shutting down its online service um, for buying games as well. Right. So I thought it's a good good opportunity to talk about the good old Wii. So Wii Sports was, of course, bundled with the Wii console. That's right. Uh, back in 2006, just in time for Christmas. Yeah, it came out and, uh, you know, it was pretty much, I don't want to say immediately, but, you know, very rapidly popular. This thing took off in a big way. It was promoted heavily before launch mm. uh, and they literally could not make enough units to meet demand. Yes, it was one of those It was one of those instances where, like, happens a lot with Nintendo stuff. Mm, um, suspiciously so. Just, like, extremely... Um, notable shortages, people driving around all over town looking for looking for Wii's to buy, mm. um, and uh, really just just kept going and going and going. Just a really meteoric um, success for this console, and a big part of the success was the packing game Wii Sports. And yeah. for a lot of people, um, the name Wii really is just synonymous with Wii Sports. Um, when people think of what the Wii, the first thing they think of usually. If they're if they're normal, is is Wii Sports? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's sort of hard to to actually kind of differentiate between the success of the Wii and Wii Sports because they kind of go hand in hand, really. They are. Yeah. One wonders whether the console would have been anywhere near as popular if it wasn't for the Wii Sports game existing and being the pack-in um, as well. So yeah, I mean the pack-in is is such an interesting uh, concept because. Mm. I think this is the highest selling game in the world for a just for one single console. Yeah, for a, a sorry, a, a, a single platform, a single platform exclusive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it over, overall, I think I'm going to look it up because I don't want to. It was 80 million from memory. Yeah, look, I want to say that's right. I want to say it's. Uh, let me just get the exact figure here. Uh, so it's always kind of curious to me, like. Because you you are selling the game, but you're selling it with the console, and it, it, it's kind of like you can't really have one without the other. Yeah, of course. So, in my mind, I always think it's kind of a bit of a flub to say that it's the highest selling game. When in my mind, it's kind of like you kind of get it free with the console yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah, that's one of the problems. Is it's sort of it's difficult to differentiate them to kind of split those apart. But I mean, technically, you did buy it. Yeah, they did sell it. So that's that is true. But uh, that's just my. Uh, I don't know, that's my personal take on it. But that being said, it was the right thing to do. And I think Wii Sports was like, I mean, it is just a bunch of sport mini games. Yeah. But it was it was also just a proof of concept. Like it was to get this out into people's hands mm. and say this technology works. Yeah, exactly. This motion sensing stuff, this, this, very, this plain white stick that you hold in your hand mm. tracks your motion perfectly on mm. a television set. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, even back in 2006, most people, uh, I think a lot of, not everyone, but a lot of people were still using old CRT televisions. Not everyone had upgraded to the, the nice LCD plasma yeah, we're flat right, screens. Yeah, we're in the middle of that transition period, really. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So it works very well on a CRT, and it, mm. it, it's very vibrant on that as well. I think yeah. it was like the CRT's kind of last hurrah was probably, was probably that console. Yeah. Because the Wii never... Mm. had um, a HDMI out port. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. always just either composite or component. Yeah. Yeah, so it is It is kind of like the, uh, the end of an era, in a way, but also mm. the start of a new era for Nintendo. It marks a real shift, I think, in Nintendo's public perception from being... Mm, they were, you know, with the NES and the Famicom, they were... And the, and the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, to a lesser extent, the N64, they were, you know, the... When you think video games, you think Nintendo. Yeah. And then there was a bit of a dip with the N64 and the GameCube. Yeah. Um, where the, suddenly everyone was talking about PlayStation. Um, and then the Wii comes back with force and Nintendo is suddenly a real force in video games again. A real contender, if you like, for the crown. Yeah. Um, in a very interesting way because they went... And this is getting into stuff that's not directly related to Wii Sports. But they really angled this console to everyone. It wasn't just for gamers, and that no. was the whole strategy. And it was a good strategy because it worked. Mm. Uh, and, and, of course, people, some people, and you got to imagine back to 2006, six, seven, and the, the beginnings of 2008, people couldn't still get one, mm. even to, by the end. Like, even for Christmas 2007, they just they weren't available in stores. Yeah, that's right. They, they literally, as soon as they went out on stores, people bought them. And in places like Australia, where I think it came out a bit later, that continued into 2008 so it was almost two years mm. of people not being able to get their hands on this hot button item and that's how much in demand it was because it wasn't just gamers it was people who saw this technology and went that just looks simple and fun i just move my arms yeah yeah exactly it's 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 immediately apparent like you don't even have to no one has to explain it to you you just have to see it yeah in front of you for like five seconds and you get it you get it straight away and um and that's just real genius. And the and the Wii, and Wii Sports, I think we can all agree, was the best motion control game for the Wii. It's yeah. kind of a sad thing in a way that yeah. the, pack, the pack-in was the best attempt. Um, a lot of other games tried. I mean, Wii Sports Resort is a different beast because it had that add-on, you know, the the, the, the additional peripheral. What was it called? The um, Motion Plus? Yeah, Wii Motion uh, Plus. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of hard to talk about those two games in the same breath, but... Um, there's a lot of a lot of bad motion control games out there. Most of them on the Kinect, on the Xbox Kinect. Ooh, um, yes. But but the Wii had its fair share of dodgy motion controls as well. But there, there was a lot. There was the probably one of the highest amounts of shovelware was mm. on Wii and the digital only WiiWare. Yeah, I think it just reflects that getting Wii, getting motion controls right takes a whole lot of R and D. It takes yeah. money. It takes time. You can't rush it. Um, and with Wii Sports, they, they spent the time and the money to get it right. And I think one of the smartest things they did was to really simplify the games, and we'll talk about the games in a minute, to the point where it's really just the motion controls that you're worrying about. You, you're not having to, like, for example, in the tennis game, you don't have to run to the ball. You just have to swing the, the racket. Um, and so what you're focusing on is just moving your hand in the right way. And similarly with the other titles, to a lesser or greater extent, it's really all just about making sure that 
the thing you do with your hand holding the remote um, is 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 right for what you're trying to achieve in the, in the game, and you don't have to worry about anything else around the edges. No, so by focusing totally on that, you get a, a much more fun and um, immediate kind of uh, experience. And immediate is the important thing when you're trying to sell it to non-gamers yeah. as well. So let's go through the games. Okay. Uh, tennis was is the first one, yes. and that is good because everyone knows what tennis is. Mm-hmm. It's basically human pong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone can play tennis. Everyone's seen it. It's just smashing a ball back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the best way to introduce people to this game because yeah. people, it's pick up and play. Uh, as you said, you don't need to f- use the D-pad or walk over to the ball or anything. It's kind, it kind of tracks automatically. And then it's just up to you to get the timing of the swing right. Yeah, and also, and it's a really great example of how um, how good the motion controls actually are on the Wii where... Um, you know, you can do backhands, you can do lobs, you can you can do like an overarm sort of smash, mm. um, and the speed at which you move your hand um, dictates how fast the ball is going to travel once you've hit hit it with the racket. So it's very intuitive, and you know, you you kind of swing, and what you expect to happen, generally speaking, ninety five percent of the time does happen. Yeah, and and that's impressive immediately. Um, so a really great introduction to the game, for sure. And it's a lot of fun. Like mm. it was, just, it's just enjoyable. And we just got back into it straight away. Yeah. Like we played um, like two best of three matches. Yeah, we were going to play one initially, and then we were like, you know what, that was fun. Let's play another one. Yeah. Um, and that just goes to show that even now, twenty eighteen, still fun. Yeah, it was good. Okay, yeah. I won both times. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I need to just squeeze that in there, Robbie. The in my button. Eh? <laughs> so baseball was next. Um, mm-hmm. Australians don't really have much of an affinity for baseball, I no. think it's fair to say. Yes. So this was not one of our favourites. Baseball to Australia is as cricket is to America, mm. basically. I don't mind baseball so much. Like, mm. I, I, I'm a fan of the um, uh, the Occult Swallows, uh, mostly because of their hilarious name, uh, in Tokyo, and went to some of their games. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's very much not a cultural touchstone like it is for Japan and America. Yeah. Uh, and... You know, even if you don't like baseball, you know what it is. Yeah, we, we know roughly what it. We, we played at a bit yeah, at school and yeah. stuff like that. You know. Yeah, and we kind of we get a measure of it. Mm. I think, and um, and we played we played a full game of that, mm. which is kind of three round three three innings, innings each. each. I think you can yeah. you can probably up that number in the menu, um, but we just went with the, whatever the default yeah. was. Uh, and mm. uh, it was a draw for us. Yeah, uh, two runs, two runs each, and so. it took us a long time to get two runs. Yeah, I think one of the issues is that. Um, the perspective is is from behind the batter. The ball's coming at you, and it's just difficult to know exactly when to swing. Timing, timing is not intuitive, um, and I think maybe that might just reflect the fact that you and I just haven't got much experience with baseball or baseball video games either. Yeah, but it might just be an inherent flaw in the. In the I way mean, the game's designed, let's though. let's be fair. We we did play we didn't play this on a CRT. We played it on a on a HD TV. Yes, on the Wii U because the Wii U is backwards compatible with the Wii. Yes, uh, and that's one of those interesting things in that uh, like it works. And there is a tiny, almost not noticeable amount of latency there. But yeah. in a game that's so fast, I mm. think that does count for something in this particular case. Yeah. So we had a bit of a frustrating time with, with baseball. But um, it's playable. Towards the end there, I think we were getting better at it. Mm. And perhaps if you spent a lot of time with that, you could you could enjoy it more. Uh, All right. Next is everybody's favorite. And I mean, most people who have played this game probably like this one the most. Yeah, Everyone I've talked to anyway. 
Mm. Ten pin bowling, or just straight up bowling. Yeah, I think it's just called bowling. Uh, yeah, and that's damn fun. Um, it's great because it's set in a proper bowling alley. You can actually see people in either lane, like the lanes to the left and right, playing as well, which yeah, just yeah, gives yeah. that bowling alley vibe that's so important. And the sounds of the pins getting struck and everything. It, it's uh, if you've ever been to a bowling alley, which most of you probably have, um, that's just the sound of bowling is those pins falling around you constantly and uh, people cheering and so forth. So atmospherically, it's spot on, but the gameplay is also very, very good. It's probably the best, the best uh, use of the motion controls. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say right off the bat that Rob won this one. Yeah, he kicked my ass. <laughs> um, there's this weird thing which the way I do bowling is that it always curves to the left, mm. and I, I was trying to. Even when I flicked my wrist to the right, mm. it was still doing this. And yeah. I don't know whether I'd accidentally pressed a button or it's just that I just have a natural curve in my bowling arm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't until halfway through the game that I realized that if I, if I just step a couple of steps to the right, mm. then I was getting much better yeah. hit rate of the pins. But by then it was too late because Rob had already got like three spares, two strikes yeah. and a couple <laughs> of nines. Yeah, I seem to have a knack for this one, which might might be the reason why I like it so much. But um, it's interesting to contrast bowling with tennis because the tennis, for example, is a really good. It's a really good demonstration of how of how clever the Wii technology is. Mm. Whereas with bowling, it's a much more simple thing. It's really you're really just moving vertically with your arm. You, you know. hold the B button, you you bring it back like you would a bowling ball, and mm. then you have the motion of. Uh, swinging and then releasing. Yeah, so it's much less. There's much less options if you like with bowling than there is with tennis. Like with tennis, <clears throat> you can move your hand in all sorts of different directions um, and get a result. With bowling, it's much more confined. And so you, what you get with bowling is more the subtlety. You, you see the nuance yeah. of, of the controls and how how subtle the motion control actually is, even without the Wii Motion Plus, just the basic Wii Mote. It's it's pretty clever. The accelerometers and whatnot that are in there, mm. the, the demons that are inside the remote that make it do magic <laughs> good things. Um, are very clever little demons. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, bowling's <clears throat> probably the best of the lot. Um, the last two don't rate much of a mention with us, actually, because it's golf. Yeah. And golf was uh, an exercise in frustration because I'm one of those people that loves video game golf. I love the Everybody's Golf um, series yeah. or Minano Golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hot Shots, I think they call it, until recently. Yeah. For the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like myself a bit of Mario Golf. I used to play uh, golf on the Apple IIc. Yeah, I played a bit of Lynx back on the PC in the 90s. Yeah. So I like I like a bit of video game golf myself. I hate real golf, though. Yeah. Real golf shits me to tears. It is a very boring, boring-ass game. Mm. And this delves... This goes way too far into the real golf territory. Yeah. And with a, with a few issues with the controls that... Look, the controls are good. It's fine. You know, just in terms of the motion control, it's mm. fine. But there's a couple of just quirky things. Like, it wasn't immediately apparent whether the swing meter, because every golf game has a swing meter. So, yeah. you know, I think we all know what I'm talking about here. It's not apparent whether that adjusts based on the distance to the hole. So you're not sure whether, like, giving it a full, you know, giving it the full whammy, if you like, is going to massively overshoot the hole or whether it's adjusting based on sort of how far away you are. I think it sort of changes, like, there's a little bar that kind of shows you, this is probably where you want to go, but you can still kind of just massively overshoot that. Well, the thing is, like, the controls are possibly too subtle here because, yeah. like, it's like you when you practice, like, the bar can go into the red and kind of waggle side to side, which means probably too much power. Yeah. And then if you do it even slightly slower, you get about half 
of the bar. Yeah, and if you and do it too slowly, it doesn't even it doesn't even register. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's, it's way too subtle, I think. Yeah, it's difficult. Uh, and I, there might be some people out there who just love a good game of Wii Golf, but mm. we are not those people. We played one hole. We both got double bogeys. I think it's one of those things where, like, if you were a golf nerd, um, and this game was. You know, and this game was raised with you like hey have you played this have you played Wii uh, have you played golf on, on Wii Sports it would sound exciting you'd be like oh wow I can practice my swings yada 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 but when you actually get in there and try it it's a little janky um, it is. a little bit and I, I don't want to cast too many aspersions because the, the, the motion controls are generally really good but you probably see the, the, the there is a point at which it becomes inaccurate yeah. And this and the golf game kind of shows the inaccuracy of yeah, the motion I, I controls think, a bit I think more than the other games. More people, most people who don't play golf found it frustrating, mm. and those who play real golf, you know, if they try and do a full swing, it's <clears throat> not going to work properly. Yeah, so it's just uh, yeah, probably the least effective use of motion controls out of all of the. Okay, the, the last one is boxing, and <laughs> yeah. dear God, that is the funniest because Rob and I too. Um, we, we don't have what you would call the skills or even the looks mm-hmm. to even fool someone from a long distance that we have boxed once in our lives. Yeah, yeah. neither of us come across as, as, as you know... Fighters. Um, <laughs> you know, warriors or anything like that. Uh, but, so uh, when, when we did this one, we were just like... It tells you, kind of gives you hints. And mm-hmm. the motion controls are a bit like... I was, I was getting some good jabs in on Rob mm-hmm. and I ended up winning... Like, I ended up getting a knockout. Yeah. But I don't know how I did it. <clears throat> yeah, I think the problem with this game is that there's probably um, a complexity and depth to the gameplay. Yeah. That's that's there if you want to find it. But if your opponent is just, like, madly flailing at you and you're getting attacked with just, like, a flurry of blows, even if they're super inaccurate, mm. it kind of makes you just want to respond in kind. And so any... Any kind of like notion that you're going to sort of approach this strategically or tactically goes out the window pretty rapidly the moment mm. one of you decides to just spam, and that's what it just ends up being is just this kind of like like flailing kind of. I think what they were going for <clears throat> here was a, a punch out, like Mike Tyson's punch out yeah. sort of thing, because it's got the, the original arcade, I, which most people probably haven't played. Yeah, is very different from the NES version. It's more like the Super Super Punch Out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've got like a green... The arcade one has actually two CRT monitors, mm. two CRT screens, and you've got like a... Um, your guy is like kind of like a green outline, like kind of like a matrixy green outline. Yeah. You can see the opponent and then you kind of can more tactically go against each other. But with Rob and I, it was mm. just flailing. And yeah. Maria was watching us and caught us on um, phone camera yes. to hilarious results. There is some embarrassing footage that I'll, I'll definitely post on social media <laughs> um, showing us playing that game. But, uh, yeah, I think it, it just degenerates into, like, if this was a normal fighting game, it would you would call it button mashing. Yeah. Because there's motion controls, you can't call it button mashing, but that's effectively what we were doing. Yeah. We, it, was just, it was spamming. It yeah. really was. And I, I suspected a lot of boxing matches and Wii Sports just... Just like just you know, sort of descend into that. Uh, so it is. It is. It is funny. I'm not sure yeah. if it's fun, but it is funny. I think boxing was probably my least favorite out of the five. I, but think, I think golf was my least favorite. Yeah, like boxing is, as I said, funny. Golf was just an exercise in frustration. Yeah. But overall, uh, taking all of all of these games into account, mm-hmm. we sports as a package. Would you recommend it? Would you recommend that people play Wii Sports today? Look, I think there was a pretty telling moment when we were playing tennis. Mm-hmm. And I was I just turned to you and said, like, this is still really fun. Yeah. And uh, 
And I suspect, I mean, this is 12 years on now. That's not that's not an insignificant amount of time in, in terms of video games, especially where they are now. That's like the ancient history. Mm. Um, and I suspect this game will probably still be fun 20 or even 30 years from now because it's just, it's such a simple concept executed so well. Mm. Um, and it's so pick up and play. I do recommend it. I, I This is one of those ones where there's no ambiguity here. And look, there are, yes, maybe you stay away from golf and boxing and to a lesser extent baseball, but bowling and tennis are still super fun. Um, and if you haven't played it, um, it's... You know, it might be a bit difficult to find to find it now. I mean, people probably got where you're sitting in their attics and uh, garages and stuff gathering dust. But if you know someone who has one and you haven't played it, dust it off, encourage them, bribe them, whatever. Because check it out. It's 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 what motion controls. It's it's sort of like the uh, the dream of what motion controls could be, best realized. You know, hmm. uh, and everything other than, everything since Wii Sports has kind of to me been a bit of a um, bit of a letdown. A step down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very much a recommendation from me. So, how about you, AC? Um, look, I'm in the same boat as you for once, Robbie. I just uh, like it, it's such an odd game because gamers moved on from Wii Sports and the Wii in general. Let's not lie to ourselves. Mm. You know, after I think like the peak for a lot of gamers was uh, Mario Galaxy Two, and then after that, like you can probably count the. The really good, amazing Wii games on one or two hands. Yeah, yeah. But Wii Sports, even my dad, who hates video games, mm. saw this, played it a bit when uh, when I was living in Japan, and even mm. he was impressed by it a bit. Yeah. And so it's it's got a general appeal that, and it still has that pick up and play ability um, that transcends games like just normal video games yeah it's just to anyone can play and it's fun that's the thing like i think a lot of the intimidating factor a lot of the reason that people you know kind of don't want to try to become a gamer is they're like this this controller that you're given with like 12 different buttons it's not intuitive we think it's intuitive or you know most of us do i don't yeah you don't because you're you're <laughs> retro a retro gamer retro gamer but yeah most most sort of modern gamers tend to just assume oh yeah controllers that's easy but for people who've never picked up a controller before, it's really alien. Yeah. It's really strange, and it takes you a while to get good at it. But we, with the Wii remote in your hand, you're ready to go, you know? So uh, I think, um, like, Wiis are actually really easy to come across. Wii Sports is like a dollar. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. So it's, you know, there are so many of them. Anyone who has a Wii has Wii Sports. Uh, I see Wiis at the dump like mm-hmm. the there's a shop at the dump where you can dump you know all the, your unwanted stuff and then they sell it and mm. uh and you know everyone's happy yeah um, and there's just a pile of wii's there okay i can't imagine a time when the wii console itself will become uh rare but it's Kind of maybe the Wiimotes or the sensor bar or something will be the things that are difficult to find. Yeah, maybe like the the tech in the in the Wiimote might like start to corrode or something over yeah, time. Who knows? Um, but it is like I do recommend this game wholeheartedly. I would imagine that almost everyone listening to this podcast has played it before. Mm. But I would recommend that if you got people around, dust dust it off and just have a game with your best mate because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. Kids can play as well. It's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think we'll move on to Game Life Talk. Now, you were saying that there weren't a lot of good motion control games on the Wii, mm-hmm. somewhat ironically. 
Um, but there is one game that you and I spent a considerable amount of time playing, mm-hmm. and that was actually uh, Wario's Smooth Moves, which is the WarioWare game for yeah, that system. Yes, that was actually a lot of fun. A whole bunch of like other like not even mini games, they're micro games, mm. um, and it's got this nice soothing voice which tells you how to what to do with the controller yeah like yeah place the controller down <laughs> pick it up very quickly when it when, it's like when, a- asmr kind of like, yeah 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 like, Next, put it on your hand turn it slightly whatever you say we <laughs> my we is trying to seduce me and it worked <laughs> oh yeah. i mean that, that game was fun. I actually kind of want to go back and play that game. but Yeah, we should dig that out at some point. I mean, mm. thinking about doing a WarioWare of some description as a featured game at some point, um, that could be one. That could be a contender. That is not a bad... I really like the DS Sweet WarioWare as well. Uh, that's a good one too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, I think almost all of the of the WarioWare games are good. Yeah, it's hard to find one that's lousy. There is one, okay. and that is the Wii U version, ah. uh, Game & Wario. Okay, not, not so hot. No, I got it free when I bought... Um, they had this deal where if you buy uh, Mario Kart 8, I think it was, yeah, it would have been 8, mm. um, in the first week of it... Uh, hitting store shelves, mm-hmm. you get like a digital download, and you could get uh, Link's um, uh, Wind Waker. Sorry, okay. Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD. Oh yeah, uh, a couple of other like first party Nintendo games or uh, Game of Wario. And I thought, oh wow, Game and Wario. I really want to play another like you know WarioWare game. Sure, yeah. And it was shit ass. Yeah, you can't be blamed for being excited about WarioWare though. No, I mean, they're good they're games. Just, I don't know how you could have missed the ball so much on that one. Hmm. But yeah, so though you can't buy points for the Wii shop anymore. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, but you, they are leaving the servers on for another year, so you can spend the points that you've got, and then they're going to shut it all down. Right. Uh, okay. So then there is there is so much crap on on the Wii and WiiWare and stuff, but there was there were some real winners there as well. Yeah, I don't want to discourage Konami WiiWare had some, too much. Had some good ones. There are a few indie games on the WiiWare that were actually pretty darn good. Yeah. But they were kind of drowned in a sea of crap. It kind of reminds me of how Steam is now. Yeah, you know? it is kind of very Steam-esque. Not enough curation. Not enough discernment. You see, I just... I mean, everyone's like complaining about how all of these games are disappearing because there's no physical copies, which is true. But on the other hand, you can just jailbreak your Wii, which is what I did. Sure. I yeah, just put Linux a whole, on it or something. Well, they, they did have the virtual console on mm. there. And that's, and that's where that started. The virtual console is such a great idea. Totally. And it worked really well on the Wii. And it had a lot of success on the Wii and then on the Wii U. Like, yeah. a lot of people loved got the Wii just for having those games digitally in one place. Totally. Because it wasn't just Nintendo. They had Sega games on there as well. Mm. And even uh, some... Uh, uh, Turbo Graphics. I think we can all agree that Nintendo's back catalogue is the strongest out of all of the. Oh, definitely. You know, yeah, yeah. The major, de- major, um, you know, developers. Um, and having Sega on there just kind of, you know, spiced up that pie. Totally. Uh, and you know, it, it was great. But you know, once again, after you jailbreak your Wii, you can kind of do whatever the hell you want with it, and it's really easy to jailbreak. <laughs> well, it's like it's really easy to mod, like soft mod it. Okay. Uh, like it took me like in like half an hour to do or something like that. Don't do this at home, kids. Yeah, you can. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? Brick your Wii? Oh no, have to buy another one. Like down at the tip. <laughs> just, just go and just steal one from the tip. They won't care. They'll let you take it. Yeah, yeah. You know, these things are, are just so prolific in secondhand stores. 
Uh, they just—I don't think they even accept them. They're kind of like those old instruments, yeah. like the old like rock band oh, instruments. instruments. Yeah. yeah, you just build a throne out of them. <laughs> you just nobody takes them anymore. Sure. Um, I just wanted to touch on that. But uh, Robbie, what have you been up to lately? You've well, been forcing yourself to play games. Well, yes, I did promise last episode that I would play a recent game and talk about it on this episode. And uh, look, last night. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I finally sat down. And played some Sonic Mania. And let me tell you, I don't know if you know this, AC. Yep. It's a pretty darn good game. It is a fucking brilliant game. Yeah. I was. I sat back. I turned it on and I was like, all right, oh, I'll play this game because I need to, need to talk about something. Yeah. You know, so I was kind of going in there reluctantly. Um, and uh, I was almost immediately, the moment that Sonic just pops up on the screen, spins around and gives you that wagon finger and the title screen, I was like, yes, I'm in. Yep. You know, I'm this is, sold. This is Sonic. This is good. And it, and it really gets... A lot of people said this before, but it's worth it's worth saying again. It it gives you an experience that's equal to what you remember Sonic being like, not how Sonic actually was, mm-hmm. but the memory you have of how rad that game was. It's a very rad game. Sonic is, Mania. Rad is it's such a '90s throwback, and you're right. The yeah. original Sonic games, especially mm. the first Sonic, mm. it's a. I mean, mm. it's a fine game. Mm. Um, but it's not a great game. No, going back to Sonic One on the Mega Drive, it's like, ooh, okay, you know, Sonic Two is good. Sonic like, Two, because you had that, you had that spin up yeah. move, which is so essential, really. It really is. Like, and Sonic One was a proof of concept in terms of like how fast a character could go, how mm. different, and you know, these levels are brilliant because they have different levels. Mm, and to just them. the visuals, just you know, blew very it, popping. It blew everything away. Like, yeah. it, it, it really did make everything else out there look look crappy by comparison. But it wasn't um, a timeless game that people no. think it is. You go back to it today and it, it, it's a bit it's a bit iffy. I would actually say that mm. Sonic for the Master System yes. is far superior. Yeah. Sonic yeah. 1 for the Master System, far superior. Because it just holds up a lot better. Yeah, because the platforming is a little bit better in a way. Like the level design is more platform oriented rather than like impressing you oriented. Yeah, that sense. yeah exactly. But uh, yeah, Sonic Mania, man. I, I, I want to say... One thing that struck me was what I really liked about it as I was playing it, and just I got up, I got through the third world up to the fourth world now. So I got through uh, what's it called, Studioopolis was the oh, last. Oh, I one. love that's probably that my was favorite super world. Cool. I really so like that. I found the chemical zone a bit annoying actually. Um, but that was an intentional throwback to mm. the original because I think the first two zones are uh, just straight throwback. up Green Hill Zone. It's literally Green Hill Zone. It is just Green Hills, and you know, um, chemical plant zone is mm. just what it was back then. Yeah, just shortened a bit. So I haven't played. Um, I think I'm up to like Flying Bullet Zone or something like that. Mm. Um, I haven't played that yet. So I'm only, I've only played about an hour and a half of this game. Um, and what did you think of the um, the end boss at uh, the? St- I think it's maybe maybe it's the chemical plant one where you play pure pure. Oh yes, that was hilarious, and I kicked I kicked his freaking ass. Oh no, it's such an easy game of pure yeah. pure, but it yeah. was um, sorry, it was fun. Doctor yeah. Robotics Mean Mean Machine. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. just call it pure pure. I mean, it is pure pure for anyone in Japan. They'd be like, oh, pure pure. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. But for everyone else, we're like, yay, mean mean machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, look. One thing I really wanted to get across was, which I thought was really clever and unex, and I didn't expect it yeah. to be that good. So everyone knows, well, everyone should know that the thing about Sonic in the nineties was that he had a lot of attitude. He was very cool, AC. Whereas Mario and Luigi are kind of just very earnest, colorful, chubby cartoon characters that are like, you know, having and a fun time. Personalities. Yeah. Whereas Sonic's like a rad dude with sneakers. And he wags his finger at you and he's frowning a lot and he's cool. And what they decided to do with Sonic Mania 
was just play that straight. Just do that again. <laughs> Why change it? No, just make him a rad, rad nineties dude again, and it works really well. Like it does because yeah. the gameplay is so good. It's so in tune. Like mm. because the person who played this, who made this game, mm. was just a Sonic fan who used to do his own hacks. Yeah, and they they just kind of threw this guy a bone and said, oh, "You you think you can do this better than us? Yeah, go for it." And he freaking and did. He did. But he I did it so much better than Seeker could ever do these days. I mean, the gameplay is is very good, and I think it is probably the best Sonic game. Of, out of the 2D Sonic games, it, I've had way more fun with this than any of the other Mega Drive Sonic games. Much more fun. Yeah. Um, I think the only one that even comes close is Sonic CD. Yeah. Sonic CD is a really good game. Yeah, I would say that's probably true. Uh, but the one thing that impressed me more, more than the gameplay was that, yeah, like the, the vibe of the game, if you like, is really on point. It makes you feel like you're a kid again in the 90s. And you're like, man, Sonic's so cool. <laughs> you know, like it was weird to kind of like feel that way again. And just everything about the game is like jazzy and and like I think jazzy is mm. possibly um, the best adjective. Yeah. So is that the right word? Yeah. <laughs> adjective. Yeah. Adjective, sure. Um, that I've heard like, because that's what it is. Like mm. you know, it's it's cool, it's awesome, it's mm. fun, it's all that kind of. But jazzy, jazzy is just such a great mm. way to describe mm. that game. Yeah, yeah, they just do a lot right. It's not just the gameplay, it's everything around it. It just comes across as this, like... just pops. Yeah, it's like, this is the 90s with the dial turned up to 11. Yeah. In a good way. It's like the best part of the 90s, that kind of stupid attitude. Yeah, they they just took the 90s and said, this is what we remember, (laughs) even if it wasn't actually what happened. Yeah, so I'm really digging the vibe of that game. It was kind of like The Wedding Singer. You you remember The (laughs) the Wedding Singer, how it it looked back at the 80s and all the best music and and all of... You know, and all the best, you know, stupid fashion and stuff like that. Mm. The 80s weren't actually really like that, but that's how we remember them. Yeah, true. And I think that's what they really tapped into here. And it was, it's, they do such a great job of it. Yeah, totally. And I will say that, like, yeah, the gameplay is totally on point. I got through the first level of Green Hill Zone without dying, which felt really good. Um, I lost a lot of coins and, well, rings, sorry. Mm. Um, The last thing I'll say is it is still super impressive when you get hit. And you see the rings cascade out of you. But it's even more impressive in Sonic Mania because you can have over 100 rings mm. and get hit. And just the screen just gets covered in these rings. Because it is the actual amount of, of rings. Mm. And I don't think it is like it. it's visually impressive, mm. but it's not on par. Like it's not a Mega Drive game. A Mega Drive could never do that. Yeah, there's it, a, there's it's a more things. of a Saturn era sort of yeah. game, despite the fact there was no Sonic on, no two D Sonic on the Saturn, other than the the uh, Sonic Jam compilation pack. I'm really excited to show this game to my brother actually, because he really likes the old Sonic games, and um, and I think showing him this game would give him that nostalgia, like you know, in, an instant dose of nostalgia for Sonic, because it is, it's what you remember of Sonic. You know, yeah. it's that that whole vibe, the whole style. So look, yeah, I don't want to crap on but i'm super impressed with this game and i'm definitely excited to play more of it so i think what i needed to get back into gaming again after my sort of two or three week hiatus was a real video game ass video game and and this is definitely one of those so yeah it it is very much in the in the style of pick up and play 2d platformer something that i think you and i both have a lot of love for it's that blue sky game you know it's that sort of like pleasant green grass blue skies everything's popping everything's colorful you don't see a lot of games like that. So certainly, I'm a PlayStation slash PC gamer mainly. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of games on those systems are like blood and guts and brown everywhere. And this was just the opposite of that. Colorful and music. The music's very like 
up tempo and the music's really good in that game as well. Yeah. yeah, I haven't finished that game. I gotta say, I just um, my only criticism of the game um, is that when you die, you go. If you lose all of your lives, you go back to the start of the world. Yeah. Uh, and that is a Sonic-ass thing to do. Don't mm. get me wrong. And I respect the hell out of out of sticking to those guns. Because yeah. I think you probably needed to. The only problem is I don't have time to yeah. replay that and, like, mm. and re-familiarize myself over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I got a bit frustrated with one of the levels in the chemical zone. I kept dying and, like, getting trapped in this weird the area. Un- underwater area. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I kept sending myself to that spot. Mm. And, um... And it was annoying having to sort of like lose all my lives and then go back to the start again. So, uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying um, with that. Uh, but And I want to say the levels are a bit bigger than the old Sonic level. They seem a bit larger. Like there's two checkpoints instead of just one in some other levels. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Like there are definitely... Um, I think they are longer. I also uh, like especially... how they end and then when you've beaten... When you've got through one level, mm. you know, you get the points and everything comes up on the screen and then it all disappears and it's like, off you go again. Like it doesn't have like a transition screen. It's just like, okay, next level, off you go. And then you just keep scrolling to the right. Um, I would love if someone... What I really want to see with this game, and it's so odd and I don't think anyone can do this. Mm. Um, I would love to see someone port this to an old console like the Saturn or the Dreamcast, oh, like okay. put it back in time and mm. put it on one of those systems. Hmm. Because like the Saturn, bless its cotton socks, <laughs> um, did really shit house yeah. over in the in the Western world. Yeah. It was really super popular in Japan. Yeah. Like and I have a Japanese Saturn and I love the hell out of that thing. That is a great game, great for fighting games. Mm. But if someone could do a version of Sonic Mania for the Dreamcast or especially the Sega Saturn mm. that would just be magnificent yeah, totally. I reckon I really agree with you it's one of the few times where I've actually won I've actually been tempted to go into the menu and turn on that like um, scan lines option yeah because like most games I'm like oh god hell no 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 why but, would you but, do that but with this one I was like we've moved mm, on maybe I will do that <laughs> so anyway I want to go on about that you've got stuff to talk about too so what about you AC you've been playing a few games I have I've actually got it's one of those odd things that I thought I wasn't playing any games and when I looked back when I was like I do notes for the show very vague notes um I, I kind of went yeah actually I've played a few games uh last weekend was the Easter long weekend here in Australia we mm-hmm. get four days off um thank you Jeebus <laughs> hey he did, he did a, this is the reason he died for us was to give, him, to give us a day off <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the reason uh well we'll bless his cotton socks as well not that he needs it I'm sure he can do it himself uh, he's got it covered. He's, he's got that one. That, 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 those cotton socks in the bag. <laughs> I'm an atheist, Rob's Christian, just in case you're wondering. Uh, so that's but, right. So I'm a Christian, so I'm allowed to disparage this religion. <laughs> I'm not, I, but I will anyway. That's the way it works, right? So I would like to say I, I spend a night over at Friend of the Show. And we say Friend of the Show because I think we used to say it ironically, but like we actually do have a lot of friends of the show. That's true. Um, but... Like, this guy isn't a friend of the show because he never listens to us. He's just a friend of ours. He's an enemy of the show. (laughs) We have way more enemies of the show than friends of the show. Oh, yeah. This is... I'm talking about Charles. Ah, yes. Charlie what? Yes. Um, Sea dog. The sea dog, yep. So, he has got an eight-month-old daughter as well. So, we're all in the the realm of parenthood. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So, I haven't seen him in ages. But he said he, he rang me up. And this was like at eight o'clock on like a Thursday night, mm. just before Good Friday, and said, "Oh, Andrew, they're gone. They went to the that because um, his his wife lives out in um, not lives, but her family is 
about an hour outside of town. Mm, mm. So she took the baby and said, I, I'm going to go to the farm, see my parents and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Charlie went, okay, I'll catch up with you tomorrow. Rang me first thing and just said, wait, come, come over. I got, I got drinks. The boy tree <laughs> window is open. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, basically. So <laughs> I went around there. It was good because I haven't seen him in so long. Yeah. And we just um, we just did what we did. We just watched stuff and we played a couple of games. Right. Uh, but th- what we did play was uh, he got an Xbox 360, so we actually played some Halo, Ooh. the um, the re... Oh, the remaster? The remastered version of Halo. The original Halo. The original one. Ah. The original, original Halo split screen. Mm. I think it was like split up and down, not like... The, the the split was was horizontal not vertical yeah hmm. which is odd to me but um hmm. on a big enough screen it's it, it's fine, fine. like you like could big, do it either like way a 50 inch yeah. or something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's he fell off the back of a truck I'm sure it's <laughs> <laughs> stolen anyway <laughs> he's just that kind of guy he's pretty much Uncle Stabber from oh, yeah. Australia oh yeah he is no, he's <laughs> drug mule stealing theft you know <laughs> stabbing policemen in the back you know all those convicts that came out here he's the direct descendant of all of them <laughs> It's like it's like all of those convicts had like one big orgy, or like someone someone took all the DNA out of like the worst scumbags sent over to Australia by England and just like created Charlie, <laughs> one of my best mates too. Great guy. Oh, <laughs> Why do um, we hurt the people we love, Ace? Because <laughs> it's funny. If you ever listen to this, he's going to come kick my ass and your ass too. Yikes. Um, yeah, he's, he's a big guy. He's he could a, do it too. No, he's, he's, uh, and when I say big, I don't mean fat. Um, well, I could call him fat and he'd probably never hear it, but, uh, no, he's just, he's a big muscular guy who drives a truck. Yeah. The opposite of us. Yeah. Words. <laughs> you have a hybrid. So it was, <laughs> thanks. We thanks both have, that, Rob. but look, Hey, he's got a baby seat in that truck now. So we're all on equal playing field. We, we are. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was fun playing Halo, but it was, it was an exercise in frustration for both of us after about the second level, because, um, we'd both have a, had a bit to drink. We'd split a bottle of vodka between us. Uh-huh. And by this stage, it's like, we go and start. No, you come over. No, over, over this way. And we got lost in like the vent system where you oh. got to chase the aliens. I think that's where the night ended in terms mm-hmm. of gaming. But it was it was fun. But that opening level was pretty great. We hop off the hop off the drop ship and there's like baddies coming at you. No, no. This is the one where you just start in the ship. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you just got to like aliens are attacking. And then out of out of like when you finally get to the, the bridge of the ship, um, you actually see like the halo out in the distance. Maybe I'm mis- misremembering things. Mm. Hmm. I mean, I only played that game like once or twice, and it was like a long time ago. Uh, I got Halo One for the original Xbox. I didn't get <clears throat> super far into it. It's a it's a good game. It's good. It's a good ass game. But I think Halo Two did so much more. True. Um, other than that, I just I did want to reiterate, mm-hmm. not reiterate, right? I did want to go through my experience. Um, I think it was would have been Easter Sunday or possibly Easter Monday. Mm-hmm. I'd been busy. I was say busy. I'd been hanging out with my family all weekend, and that was super good. It was like super nice just to have all of us in one place. And May's uh, really affectionate. She's like twenty-one and a half months so there, give or take. Mm. Uh, and she's really affectionate. She's hugging and kissing, and you know, like choo choo. And uh, you know, she always wants she wants daddy cuddles and mummy cuddles, and <laughs> you know, you play with her a lot, and it's, it's just such a super cute time in her life and yeah. she's going to grow out of it soon and she's going to be a hateful teenager before she knows it <laughs> before we know it yeah. um so yeah we just had a really nice weekend we went on a picnic nice uh, to western park where you and i used to go when we were when we were babies 
Uh, they went on the um, on the train. They had oh, that, that the train, like the little railroad yeah, is there, and, yeah. and it goes through like a petting zoo area and stuff like that as Jeez. well. It's, is that the maze? Is the maze still there? I don't think the maze is there. Or if yeah. it is, I didn't see it. Like yeah. it was good to see all of that old play equipment, and you know, like, it's still there. Like that little like water thing with the sluice gates and stuff. It's, yeah, yeah, that's still that's there. still there. Yeah. So yeah. it's like Western Park is like on a on on the shores of Lake Burley Griffin mm. in Canberra. Yeah, and it is a very nice place, and it's somewhere that we used to go when we were kids. Mm. Yeah, I think to me Western Park and uh, Adventure Playground are the two kind of like premium parks in in Canberra. Oh yeah, Adventure Playground is just like it's just like imagine basically oh I th- I don't think it's as big as I think it is in my brain, yeah, but it, it's like 6-year-old Rob thought it was this like enormous epic scale playground. Play, you know, play equipment everywhere mm, mm. it's almost like they should charge you for a, you know admission to this place or something like that yeah um, but if, i think i went there like for my nephew's birthday when he was like four or five or something and it's nowhere near as big as i remember it but of course sure. you know we are very we are big people now <laughs> yeah. um but but at the end of this weekend i had a great time i decided that i really wanted to sit down and play some gamecube mm. i just i love the gamecube uh brilliant system uh, it doesn't have the the biggest library, but it has some great games on it. I yeah. think uh, Mario Kart Double Dash is probably still my favourite Mario game. Uh, sorry, Mario. my favourite Mario Kart game, yes. I should probably yes. emphasise. Um, but I really wanted to play a fighting game, so I chose Soul Calibur 2. Mm. And I sat down and I thought, this is going to be a good night. I'm mm-hmm. just going to... I'm just going to... I'm going to play a lot, lose a lot... And, you know, figure out some of the moves and I'm just going to go through all of these characters. Because it's got a big roster, number yeah. two. Uh, and the GameCube version has Link from... Um, That's right. I remember Legend seeing Zelda Link in the, in the ad, TV yeah. ad and I was like, what? Yeah. And, Link's you know, in the fighting game? This is... The world's gone crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Soul Calibur... I think Nam- it's a Namco job, um, mm. Soul Calibur. And uh, for... For number two, for Soul Calibur 2, they had uh, specific rosters for every platform they were on, which was really clever. Yeah. Um, So I popped this in. I think I was uh, was one of the female ones, uh, Takam or something, Takamura, I can't remember. Um, I just chose her because I vaguely remember playing as her before. Mm -hmm. And I beat the entire arcade mode in four minutes and 18 seconds without losing a single match. And that was on the normal difficulty setting? That was on normal difficulty. I thought it was on easy. Yeah, yeah. And this is is where it got really confusing for me. Mm. Because as we know, I'm... We talk about video games a lot. Yeah. I'm actually pretty shithouse at a lot of them. (laughs) I I, I have my moments of brilliance. Mm. Uh, and I thought either this game is really easy or I am a savant at this game. <laughs> I couldn't figure out which one it was. Yeah. But it is yeah. such a fun game. It really is fun. But as I said, I was beating the AI so much. I thought, oh, maybe I chose two-player mode. There's no controller plugged into the other <laughs> port. And it's not, you know, like I'm just beating up a rag doll, basically. Yeah. But no, no, it was it was on. Like I actually let the computer hit me a couple of times, and that was like, oh, okay, no, it's it's working. Wow. I got up to the final boss, easier than the guy before him. Wow. Like the guy with the sword. Oh, I'm, I'm so terrible with fighting character names. Mm. Uh, 
he actually took a little bit more effort to beat, but the last guy, mm. like he's got like three forms, mm. but he just he just took a walloping from mm. me every single time, <laughs> every single form. He only had one life bar, yeah, and went down for the count. Yeah, there you go. But it, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. And I played mm. with another player and got most of the way through the game again. Right. On the um, on the arcade extra setting, which I think just has a bigger roster, slightly more difficult. Okay. Um, but I, I also kind of just gave up and I went. I think I've seen the game now. Like in less than five minutes, I pretty much saw everything that Soul Calibur Two had to offer. Had to find something else to do with your nights. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of disappointing. That's, it was fun, but that's funny. Yeah, I mean, look, I, my memory of the Soul. I mean, I'm not sure, and I'm probably getting confused because there's Soul Edge and the Soul Calibur, and I can't remember if they're different or not. But I remember going to the arcade and playing a lot of one of the one of the games in this in Soul this, series. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I really liked playing it at the arcade because I could get pretty far in it on one credit. <laughs> and that was the main reason I kept going back and playing yeah, it. was yeah. because my poor ass couldn't afford to, like, die a bunch in Street Fighter 2 or, you know. Because arcade games were a dollar back then. Like, a yeah. dollar for a credit. It's a bit of a ripoff, off no, I'm really. not going to waste my money on King of Fighters or something like that. I'm going to get my ass handed to me. But, oh, jeez. But in yeah. Soul Calibur, I can, like, do pretty good. So and I think they are known to, known as relatively easy games at least the arcade mode um i think so yeah. yeah i just didn't think it would be this easy i'm one of those people i love fighting games i'm not good at them yeah but on the other hand i like a challenge but i also you know i like to win as well who doesn't <laughs> yeah. but this one was way too far skewed into the direction of me kicking the game's ass and i was very proud of myself but also very just confused like because i don't think i'm that good sure uh, but it was it was fun. Like I still had a good time with it. Mm. Uh, other than that, I've just been uh, playing a bunch of game and watch games. Right. Okay. <laughs> which is I don't know. Like game and watch games, are just fun. Like they're very once again pick up and play. Mm. And uh, I got a new one today for twenty bucks. The guy said it didn't work. I fiddled with it a bit. Got it working. Nice. There you go. Uh, parachute. Okay. Uh, it's a fun game. Uh, a lot of these things are missing their battery covers. All right. Um, a bit of duct tape or something. Or what you, you can do that, or you can just buy like one for ten bucks online, like a, a oh. 3D printed version. Huh, there you go, um, 3D printing. Yeah, it's a good thing. It is. Uh, it's very useful. Mm. Uh, so I might. I need to order a couple more of those. I have about ten or twelve of these things. I think. Right. And they're all very basic. You know, like just slightly higher level than like a calculator yeah. sort of thing, really. But they they're still fun. You know. Mm. Just, Donkey Kong especially is still a good game. I always felt that the Game & Watch were the more, like, high tier of the LCD handhelds, you know? Oh, like, definitely, yeah, yeah. Like they, you, they had quality. They, they make had... Tiger look like crap. Yeah, Tiger were terrible. Yeah. Like, these ones actually had metal, like, kind of, like, aluminium hmm. kind of popping colours and everything. And they just, they felt very responsive, even with, like, the rubber keys. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's cool. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Other than that, my life stuff has just been... Hanging out with my family. Yeah. And just, it's just been so good. I just really enjoy having them back from Japan. It's just, it's just nice. Yeah. It's just good. nice being with them and, you know, spending time with my daughter. Mm. Uh, and she's becoming a bit of a handful. Um, <laughs> they do do that. <laughs> yeah. She's... But she's such a happy kid, so you yeah. really, I really can't complain. Um, but she, every time like, there's a door open, she makes a run for it, <laughs> which is good and bad. Uh, since she's sight impaired, she has a habit of tripping into a lot of things and running into doors. And of course, it's always the door's fault. It's never her fault. Yeah, yeah. But we've had to do this thing recently where she is 
uh, we tell her not to do something and she understands that she shouldn't, but she thinks it's hilarious yep. if she does it. Yep. So, and you know, I'm not going to hit, I'm not going to hit a, a 21 month old kid. I'm no. not going to hit a kid of any age. Yeah. Uh, as tempting as that might be when they're, you know, <laughs> you know, five years old or 16 and stealing my car or whatever. Mm. Um, but I, I, what I did do to stop her because like she would just laugh when we would like give her a stern warning. Mm. So what I do is I just pick her up, mm. put her on my lap and just put my arms around her, not tightly or anything, but she mm. can't escape. Mm. And then like, she thinks she's getting a cuddle, mm. but all of a sudden she freaks out because she can't, she yeah. can't go and keep doing the bad thing that she was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and until she, we, we keep reiterating, like you have to say, okay, you know, don't, we say, don't do that. Say okay, and we'll let you go. She'll scream and kick and everything, yeah. and then eventually she'll say okay, <laughs> and we let it go. And she doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. So that, that's good working so far. But it's tough when they're they're not they're not smart enough for you to be able to reason with them and tell no, them no. tell them why you don't want them to do the thing. Yeah. So you really just have to use like the most basic like um, uh, psychological sort of impulses to like control that behavior until they're old enough for you to be like, yeah. the reason I don't want you picking up the knife is yeah, because exactly. you know what I mean? go straight for the Playing scissors. in the street, not such a good idea. And that's the thing, like we really need to keep an eye on her um, mm. because of her condition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's something that if we tell her to stop something, mm. it, we really probably like we really need her to understand that what she's doing could potentially be bad. Yeah. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of problems in that going forward, I yeah. think, um, because she doesn't know that there's anything different about her yet. Yeah. So she doesn't understand that, you know, other kids can do this. Why can't I just run onto the street and play with a ball? It's a unique, cause you can't see cars coming kid. It's a uniquely <laughs> difficult situation for you. Um, there are some, there are some universal issues, what mm. you're saying, but I think there is a unique aspect with her, mm. her sight impairment. I'll just mention for your benefit, like, to, to, I've only had Ruby cry a few times today when she's with me. Yeah. One of the times was when I put her in the in the in the the car. Um, she wanted to clip up her um, belt herself. I let her do it. Yeah. Um, but I loosen it so that it's easy for her to do it. Yeah. And then she didn't want me to tighten the belt. And I'm like, uh, kid, I'm tightening this belt, and I don't care whether you cry. And she, yeah. she lost it. I'm like, this is one of those moments where it's like, I'm sorry, I'm right, and you're wrong. Yeah. This, this might be upsetting for you, potentially traumatizing, but you know what? I don't care because this. I'm not going to drive around with you in a loose, like flowing kind of like straps everywhere kind of <laughs> yeah. situation. So sometimes you just have to be like, this is going to make you cry and I don't care. Yeah. Um, and that's being a parent. So. It is. Yeah. And she's maze in that phase where she hears something like, especially music that she mm. likes and she just wants it on repeat. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> So there, <laughs> yeah, there are a lot, there are a lot of like Japanese songs and shows and stuff, and mm. there are a couple of things that I listen to. I've I've got like a Doctor Who soundtrack on in the car sometimes, mm. and there's this there's this very bopping soundtrack. The first time the eleventh Doctor is kind of revealed, kind of like a little bit of a, a rocky sort of like a rock sign of um, boppy number, right? And she heard it and just went. Mokai, 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 which means again, again, oh, again. God. So, like, we yep. went out garage sale hopping, just me and me and May, just mm-hmm. as me and May this morning, and just the whole way home, she's just going, Mokai, Mokai, Mokai. And I had to do it because I didn't want her to fall asleep. Yeah. Because <laughs> cars have a tendency to do that. My, te- my trick with my kid to stop her falling asleep is I get her to sing to me. 
I'm like, sing a song to me. And she's, and, and she's like, okay. I'm like, oh, what? that's so cute. And I'm like, which song do you want to sing? And she's like, oh, McDonald. And I'm like, okay. And then she sings it. And I'm like, this is going to keep her awake. If I start singing to her, she'll fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. But if she's the one putting on the show, she'll stay awake. That's a good trick. That's a good try. trick. I'll, I might try that one. Um, I learned that from Meg, I should say. She, I'm not the originator of that. She taught me that move. Um, <laughs> it's a good move. All right. Well, look, we're getting a bit long in the tooth. We are indeed. Why don't so... we wrap it up with a quiz about sporting video games? Crap. Really? Sports games? Yeah, well, I So thought, it's come to this. Yes. Look, ah, you know, ah, well, well-known sporting men, AC and Rob, <laughs> well-known for our love of sports. Let's just say that we were always picked last. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is that occasionally we would get picked as the team captains for, like, whatever we were doing. Because, you know, it would be circular in, like, in primary school or what you call yeah. elementary school. Yep. Um, you know, so there's like 10 year old AC or 10 year old Rob, mm-hmm. and we would occasionally say, Okay, you're the captain this time, you can pick whoever you want first. All right, all my bullies will go on my team. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those things that you'd still pick your best friend last because you know he's shit else. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was the millhouse to your butt. Or <laughs> at times you were the butt. Wait, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yes, and because of, because of our embittering that we experienced at school, I think it's fair to say that you and me have very little interest in playing video games about sport. Yeah. Because we have a negative kind of a view of the whole like sporting culture, if you like. So it's going to be an interesting quiz because um, neither of us have actually got much experience with video game sports. But we'll, yeah. we'll try it anyway. You know, I, we there are some, as I said, I do like golf games. Yeah. I find them oddly relaxing. So I don't know that I've got a golf game in here. I do, actually. Um, so there you go. You're okay, all right. So, uh, so hit me, baby, one more time. Sure. So in the, in the honor of Wii Sports, the greatest sports game of all time, mm-hmm. we will now do a 10-question quiz about sports. No particular format. It's just sports. Okay, sports. Sports right. ball. Sports ball. Let's do it. Question number one. What is the oldest video game about sports? Ooh, the oldest video game. I would say it is a... Uh, Tennis. Look, you're right. You're but right. it would be on an oscilloscope. That's yes. Bonus this points for you. Yeah. Is an oscilloscope one? Yes. Where it's it's you're looking at. It's not a bird's eye view. You're kind of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you would observe a normal tennis, no, like no, side no, on no, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's kind of side on, and yes. you have like a a net in the middle it's just like a straight up and down it's just a a vertical line and Mm -hmm. then the ball um, would bounce back and forth that's right yes I have seen an example of that it's called Tennis for Two Mm -hmm. 1958 that's very old it's probably one of the first video video games yeah it's probably one that you could say is a video game because it is it does have like a, a display through the oscilloscope. I think it is. I would count that as the first yeah, video game. Made probably. by a physicist, actually, um, for a bit of a lark on the side. He realized that, oh, I can actually kind of replicate ball physics with this. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Oscilloscopes are actually pretty amazing. I have one. Yeah. I'm- physicist William Higginbotham, which is a great name. Oh, that's such a great name. I know. Higginbotham. How could that man Creator be- of the video game? How could Bill Higginbotham not become a, a physicist, really? <laughs> Question number two. Okay. I'm surprised you got that. I would have accepted Pong, but because technically that is a video game. Technically. But... Uh, it is more of a video game than an oscilloscope thing. But anyway, wow, very impressive. Question number two. Name the Commodore 64 game that features bizarre sporting events such as caber toss and log rolling. I will say this was ported to a lot of systems as well, but it was originally a C64 game. Caber toss, log rolling. Uh, I think there's a rodeo one as well. There's a few sort of quirky games in there. 
can you name the game? Uh, caveman Games mm, Olympics? You got no? the word games right. <laughs> okay, it's, no, I don't know this it's one. It's uh, World Games. World mm, never games. Never heard of it. Um, yeah, the developers of those sort of like Olympics games decided to do this quirky... Uh, they made summer was games. It, was it an Epics job? Yes, it was Epics. They okay, made, so they did yeah. California games. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so they made uh, summer games, winter games, and they were like, you know what? Let's do this. Let's do this stuff where you, you do caber toss. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, mean, like that seems like such an obvious thing in retrospect to call it world games, mm. but I, there's just I know there's like caveman games yeah. and there's winter games, summer games, there's California games. I remember playing this on my mate's C64 back in the day. Yeah, uh, that's some weird nostalgia for that. Question number three: Name the NFL game. Okay, this is stretching us. NFL yep, okay. gridiron. Okay, yep. name the NFL game. The old gritty that was banned in Australia. For featuring steroid use. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that it's not fucking John Madam. No. Ma- Madam, Madam. John Madam. John Madam. Madam John. Good day, <laughs> sir. Madden. Not Madam. Uh, oh, uh, gridiron with steroid use. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say... Uh, Oh. When I say it, you'll probably kick yourself, but um, you can pass if you want. Uh, I just, I'm trying to think. There is a, it's not mutant football, is it? Mutant, no. No. Okay. No. It's called Blitz the League. Blitz the League. And no, it's, it was quite no. controversial because, yes, you can pump your guys full of steroids and it helps them to win. Cool. Um, yeah, no, no. That's, that's what they're there for. And there's also a lot of violence. Like, you can cheat in the game and, like, hurt people. Like, do sort of, what I think what they call, like, um... What, what year was this? 2007. Okay, so that's probably why I've never heard of it. Yeah, it was in that period <laughs> where you kind of tapped out of games for a bit. Uh, question number four. True or false, California Games was actually made in California? Uh, false. No, true. True, really. Epics, Epics, is, Epics are based in California. Headquarters in San Francisco. So there you oh, go. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, there is a. You actually see the Golden Gate Bridge in the, um, yeah. the bag. Yeah. Foot bag, whatever it's called. I was surprised about that too. I sort of assumed it was made in Europe or something. Um, but there you yeah, go. Yeah, I, I just don't know that much about epics, I suppose. Mm. Uh, well, now you know. <laughs> Question number five. And this is a bit of a quirky one. Name the four characters. This is tricky. Yep. Name the four characters four. that appear in all canonical Mario Tennis games, not including the Virtual Boy one, because that system doesn't count and should be erased from history. So from Mario Tennis, the original Mario Tennis, not Mario's Tennis. That's the Virtual Boy one. Okay. So I from actually... Mario Tennis onwards, N64 what? onwards. The N64. Four characters appeared in every single Mario Tennis game. Mario, Luigi, Correct. Princess Peach. Correct. Or Toadstool, depending on, I think it'd be Peach by that stage. Three out of four. Uh, Bowser. No, Waluigi. Bowser is, is oh. not actually one of them. Yeah, there's one. There's one. I didn't think that Waluigi came until the GameCube. No, he was, was there right from. He was, he was right there from the original Mario oh, Tennis. Okay, that makes yeah. sense because it doubles. You'd have to have doubles, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I was so close with that one. There was one game where Bowser wasn't in it. I think. Uh, yeah, there's an interesting chart that I found. Oh, I, I did, did want to say Waluigi, mm. but I just wasn't confident that he was in the first one because yeah. I remember the cutscene in. 
I think it was uh, the GameCube one where mm. they're kind of they're, they're kind of angered. Yes, you would think that would be the first appearance of him, but actually, no, he was there in in the original Mario Tennis. Wow, there you go. I do I have. That? I think I have that. I don't think I've played it much though, because mm. the N sixty four is a steaming pile of shit. <laughs> it's pretty true. The only worst, <laughs> the only worst Nintendo system is the Virtual Boy. No. <laughs> you're saying Virtual Boy is better than the N64. I am saying unequivocally <laughs> here, Game Life Balance Australia is saying <laughs> that the Virtual Boy is a better system than the Nintendo 64. I just want to say that I do not know this man. His views do not represent those of Game Life Balance Australia. They do. As controlling partner, I made that up. <laughs> this is true. Better controller, better library of games, easier to collect for, more portable, mm-hmm. and not a steaming pile of shit. As per the pre-roll at the start of the show, <laughs> the views expressed to those of each individual host. This is the representative view of all, everyone on the Gunner Geek Network. <laughs> everyone on that, on that site agrees with me. The, the Nintendo 64 is possibly the worst console ever made. Damn. All right. Damn. <laughs> what about this? <laughs> no, no. You heard me. CDI? You've, no, no, no. The CDI, the CDI had Hotel Mario, a better game than Mario 64. Oh, damn. All right. <laughs> we're, we're, definitely, we're definitely in trouble. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Question number six. Question number six. I'm just going to move on. Angry, angry young man. As far as I can tell. Okay. This is as far as I can tell mm. because the internet is not that great for this kind of thing. As far as I can tell, the earliest cricket video game was released in 1985. Which then famous cricketer has the honour of having the game named after him? 1985. 85? Ah. Uh, shit. I'm actually trying to think. You know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to think back to the 12th man. Yes, I thought that's where you'd go. You might you might be in luck, but uh, I'll give you a minute. Alan Border was the 90s, wasn't he? Yeah, I want to say early 90s, late 80s. <sighs> Am I going to kick myself when I... I was about to say Pat Cash, but he's a tennis player. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. He may as well. <laughs> I don't he know. probably played a bit of beach cricket in his day. I suppose. Um, Do you mean to just bow you out here? It, it's not. It's not. It's not Booney. I know that. No. It's um. No. It's not Steve War. No. It's one more guess. Okay, I give up. Graham Gooch. <laughs> Fuck, I never would have guessed that. Graham Gooch. Good old which is a, a great name, really. I think everyone in the world is, who's listening to this is giggling right now. Graham Gooch is test cricket. <laughs> this is the way you pronounce it. Gooch. Graham Gooch. Yep. You're kind of pointing at your crotch when you say it, <laughs> which is a bit odd. <laughs> Known for his tremendous gooch. <laughs> Question number six. Seven, sorry. Question number seven. Yep. It was actually Graham Gooch's test cricket for the C64. There you go. Although annoyingly, I wonder if he ever played it. I like, can it, we look up Gucci now and say, did you did you authorize this? Is is this fair? Yeah, I found a confusing review that said this is one of the better um, cricket games for the C64. This is like a review from that time, hmm. but it was comparing it to games that were actually old, like more more recent, like later. So I'm like, I'm not sure whether this is. That's tricky. Yeah, I, the C sixty four catalog is both massive and confusing. And there probably are earlier games than that that are about cricket. But there were so many obscure. homebrew games yeah. for that system. Yeah. So write in if you know well, of an old, if you know of an older games. game about cricket. Write in. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I think it's letters at glbaustralia.com or something like that. Do we even check that? No. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Question number seven. Mm-hmm. What is the first name? Of you know you know this already. I'm going to yep. give you a point. Just put a point down for yourself. Which what is the first name of the titular Madden from the Madden series of NFL games? 
Johnny Boy. John, John. correct. You know that. Wow, I've got two on the board now. Two on the board. (laughs) Doing so well. Doing doing twice as good as I thought I would. Well, you've got three more questions. If you get all three, then you've uh, you've, um, broken broken even. even. All right. Question number eight. In the classic basketball game, NBA Jam, what do you have to do to become on fire? Toasty. Um, You have to have three slam dunks. The number three is good. I'm going to give you half a point. Make three baskets in a row. They don't, they don't have to be dunks. They don't have to be dunks? Yeah. I'm going to give you half a point for that. So, unfortunately, mm. you're not going to break even, but you're going to come pretty close if you're lucky. Okay. Two more questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, question number nine. I always thought that was... Okay. Yep. Sure. It's a good yeah. game, that one. This one I'm pretty confident about, unlike the cricket one. Okay. Name the first sports video game released on the Atari 2600. Combat doesn't count, does it? It's not really sport. Although you could argue... Th- no, you can't. <laughs> no. Uh, it was one of the nine original launch titles. Do I have this game? I don't know, actually. You don't have a massive library of Atari No, I don't. Stuff, do it's not... Atari's a little bit too early for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, the first games that I ever played were on the Atari. Don't get me wrong, mm. but they're just, they're just not very complex or interesting games. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say tennis. No, it was Video Olympics. Okay, I wouldn't Video Olympics, yeah. And by the way, it's basically just Pong. It's basically just various different versions of Pong. Um, you know, I don't, yeah, because I don't even remember Pong being such a big thing on the Atari. No. Somewhat ironically, because that's how they got their start. But. Yeah, yeah, weirdly. Yeah, so it's basically just like, do you want to play Pong with two paddles or four paddles? Uh-huh. With four, it's ice hockey or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's really silly. There you go. For the time, probably, probably fine. Question number 10, the last question. Mm-hmm. Name the earliest video game about golf. And for bonus points, yep. tell me which year it came out and which system it was on. Uh, the earliest. So you can actually make up, you can actually win this if you get all three. Actually, Is that no, how this works, does it? No, you can't actually. No, no you can't. <laughs> um, but it'll come down close. All right. Um, uh, I think it was just called Golf. No. <laughs> close, it was though. for the 2600. No. And it was... What was the third one? <laughs> the year. Well, the year? Uh, 2017. <laughs> no. I, I, I'm going to try and get the, the year right. Uh, 1973. Oh, 78. 78. It was Computer Golf with an exclamation point. Was it for, for the old the Magnavox Odyssey? Odyssey. Okay. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Okay. So that was the earliest... As far as I can tell, again, I mean, you know, who knows, but the earliest video game about golf. There you go. So you did dismally, but hey, we already knew that sports not my strong point. Not, so not I got two and a half, and you got uh, seven and a half. There you go. Well, I think so we've all think learned you, a little bit. You, you won that one quite handsomely. So, with the possible exception of the Graham Gooch thing, which I'm not super confident about, um, but it is a funny name. We've you all learned to say Gucci, didn't you? We've all learned. Yes, Gooch. <laughs> and with that, we hope you've enjoyed listening to the Game Life Balance Australia podcast, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. You can visit us on the web at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com. You can also find us on our new home at, or second home, mm-hmm. at uh, the, web, oh, sorry, the website that we're trying to take down from the inside. <laughs> GunnaGeek.com. That's right. The GunnaGeek Network, um, which we are proud members of. And yes, we Very are. Very proud. We are definitely tarnishing. <laughs> There's some good. There's some good stuff on there. You guys should check it out. Tainting, perhaps. Tainting. Yeah. The 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 um the US guys are on there, but you don't have to listen to them. Don't, no. don't bother. No, they're uh, they're um they're like us, but with weird accents. <laughs> Fucking oath, eh, mate. <laughs>
Um, if you do want to follow us on Twitter, well, you can't, but you can follow Prod Tally. That's AC's. That's me. That's AC's. We've got our we've got our uh, man on the the wheels of steel. That's right. Uh, our DJ Chad. In- intern Chad is still um, occasionally posting things. He's had a bit of an off week. He's been ill. Uh, he broke his legs because yeah. he tried to escape. It was so cute. Yeah, that's right. He really wanted out. Yeah. He wanted some something called fresh air. Yeah. And no. we got him locked in like a basement. Yeah, we don't let him have the fresh air. No. So he broke his legs. That'll learn him. Get back on that keyboard, Chad. Lousy millennials. Keep writing those hit tweets. Every every tweet is viral. <laughs> in, the, in the fact that it will probably kill you. And if you did, for some reason, like this show, um, and you're listening to this on, on an, uh, an iPhone... You can just scroll down to the bottom of the screen and give us some stars or even write us a review. It's super easy to do and we would super love it. If you're on an Android, I have no idea what you're going to do. <laughs> you're basically lost to me at this point. So. <laughs> if you can find a way to give us review a review. Review us good, good a matey boy. And uh, with that, we'll um, catch you next time for another hilarious edition of Game Life Balance Australia. Hey guys, if you've been listening to this show for a little while now, you'll know that our show is objectively very bad. And for all I know, you might be making a very bad podcast too. So if you want your podcast to be a bit better, why not check out Better Podcasting on the Gunna Geek Network. You know your podcast pretty well, but how well do you know yourself? This week on Better Podcasting, Stephen and SP question what your hosting personality is, why this matters, and how you can harness untapped potential. Check this out and more podcast-related topics in this week's Better Podcasting. Do, do.